Can the Carolina Panthers make it two wins in a row and begin a second half turnaround? I'll give you my keys to victory versus Indianapolis right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and yes, Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow our show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Wednesdays throughout the rest of the regular season, I'll be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to get your questions in for next week's edition of the weekly Wednesday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. This episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by PrizePix. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash locked on NFL and use code all in lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Carolina Panthers coming off of a 15-13 walk-off win against the Houston Texans. We'll face off against yet another AFC South team as they welcome the Indianapolis Colts at 4.05 Eastern Time at Bank of America Stadium in Uptown Charlotte. A matchup pitting Frank Reich against his former team that he Coach, just a year ago, Jim Ursay had some choice things to say about Frank Reich on his way out, and he also really made Frank Reich's life hell while he was in Indianapolis. Zach Hicks, the host of Locked On Colts, had a lot of good things to say about Frank Reich and the Indianapolis Colts fan base. By and large, still appreciates what Reich was able to do there in Indianapolis five seasons five different starting quarterbacks, and somehow left with a winning record. Now, that would be nice. That could be the case here in Carolina where Frank Reich was thinking, I'm going to get some stability. I'm going to have an owner who's not going to be, you know, always up in my business. So far, the quarterback stability is there, Bryce Young. And I think last week could have been a turning point here in his rookie season. And, well, you know, the owner is the owner. But this is another opportunity for the Carolina Panthers after starting off 0-6, getting out of the bye, handing play calling duties over to Thomas Brown to win a game against a team they absolutely can beat. They head into Sunday's matchup, a two-and-a-half point home underdog, according to our friends over at FanDuel. And that is a spread the Carolina Panthers can absolutely cover and a spread where I think the Carolina Panthers will win the game on Sunday, like I said yesterday on the show. And my listener out there. Um, who I would just won't mention their name, uh, they've gone out and said, I need to make picks moving forward. And they said last week, if the Panthers win after you make a pick, you have to start making picks moving forward. Okay, I did it. The Panthers won last week. I made another pick on a show yesterday. I'm no longer going to be a coward for now. I can go back to my cowardice way soon enough. But right now, I'm going to continue to make picks. And I think the Carolina Panthers will win this game. And honestly, going into the season, I felt like, okay, two and six, two and four would make sense in the first six weeks of the season. Then, the Panthers could go on a little bit of a run after the bye, and we'll talk about the potential 
ahead of the Carolina Panthers if they're able to win some of these games in the next couple of weeks here in this month of November heading to December where there's three straight matchups against NFC South Division rivals. That could tell the tale of the season for the Panthers and the rest of the division. But first, as I always do here on Fridays heading into a game week, I give you my three keys to victory, and here they are. Number one, the Carolina Panthers had a 15-play, 86-yard drive that took up the final 6-17 of the game last week to walk off in, in, in win in walk-off fashion with a 23-yard Eddie Pinheiro field goal. The offense, by and large, last week sucked. They weren't good. It was just as bad as we had seen in all the weeks prior. Now, they did a little bit of different things. Getting Chuba Hubbard involved as a lead back didn't run for a ton of yardage, but he did get the yardage on the ground when the Panthers needed it most to ice the game, so give him kudos there. But the Panthers didn't run the football well, even with Austin Corbett coming back and moving Calvin Throckmorton to left guard, which I imagine he'll stay there moving forward the rest of the season, as long as, of course, he performs well enough and stays healthy. So with the offensive line looking the way the Panthers hope it's going to look the rest of the way, they didn't run the ball very well. They also didn't protect it well at all. Ikki Aquanu gave up four sacks by my tally and a lot of tallies out there. So the Panthers offensively weren't great. If we're being honest, we watched it. They had 244 yards total. They had 86 on the final drive. You do the math. Things weren't very good until that drive. But now you've seen that, okay, we didn't play well offensively. We didn't protect. We didn't run the football. And we still found a way to win. That's what the Carolina Panthers players in that locker room should be telling themselves. Yes, what happened last week as far as the offensive output is not necessarily acceptable, but it came in a winning effort. So they know that they are capable of having a bad offensive day, but putting together a drive when they need it most and going down the field and winning the game. I would only imagine that they can take that momentum and carry it over to Sunday's game. Bryce has been able to handle the pressure, get hit, get up, make plays. And he made a ton of plays last week. He kept trusting in guys who let him down early in the game. We saw DJ Chark have an egregious drop. He went back to DJ for an important catch. He constantly went back to Adam Thielen. We saw John Domingo, who's had his ups and downs, have his best game as a Carolina Panther on Sunday, had that 40-yard receiving um, play, which is the longest receiving play of the year for the Panthers so far. So we saw Bryce Young be able to stick with those receivers, build some confidence in them, in this scheme, in Thomas Brown. And after you were able to go down and win the game, I would imagine that you're going to feel pretty good about yourself despite not really playing all that well on offense. And when you look at the Colts, they are ripe for the taking, y'all. Just like the Panthers' defense, they've dealt with a ton of injuries so far this season, but that's not an excuse you can make because like the Panthers' defense, like the Colts' defense, and a lot of teams out there, everyone's dealing with injuries. Some injuries more important than others, but still, the attrition of the season, we're here in Week 9, it's gonna happen. Right now, the Colts are giving up the most points in the National Football League. They are ranked at the bottom of the league in scoring defense. They are not a good unit. And the Panthers have a chance to get after these guys. Uh, right now, the Colts are ranked 25th in passing defense, 23rd in rushing defense. If there's ever a team for the Panthers to get right, Zach Hicks of Locked On Colts is saying, hey, this could be a get-right game for the Colts. Well, the Panthers should be looking at it the same way. Good-right game against the Annapolis Colts defense, that's not very good. Build from the momentum that was built last week when they were able to win that game in the final drive. Number two, they got to force Gardner Minshew to beat them. 
And even if Anthony Richardson was playing, I would say the same thing. That's two turnover-prone quarterbacks who you can get after, man. So when I look at it um, on Sunday, Minshew, the last three weeks, has thrown five interceptions. Three one week in a loss, one the other two weeks in one losses. So that's three, that's five straight, that's five interceptions over the last three weeks. That's three straight losses for the Indianapolis Colts. The Carolina Panthers have to be able to get some takeaways, force Gardner Minshew into some mistakes. Now, how do you do that? Of course, get pressure on him, play well in coverage. That's the ways you can force Gardner Minshew into some mistakes. And when he's made them, the Colts have lost. All the games that he's taken care of the football, the Colts have won since he's taken over as a starter. So three straight losses for Indianapolis, all coinciding with a grand total of five interceptions thrown during that three-week period. Now, here's the thing, too. Why you need Gardner Minshew to be the one who beats you is because the Indianapolis Colts have a good running game. Jonathan Taylor, he's back after the injury, the contract dispute, all that was going on in August and September. He's got Zach Moss as his running mate back there in the backfield. And so far, they have Indianapolis in the top 10 in the NFL and rushing, ranking ninth with 1,032 yards in eight games this season. They also have 12 touchdowns on the ground, which is fourth most in the NFL right now. The Panthers... Ain't great against the run. They are 26 against the run as far as total yardage. They are 28th in yards per carry allowed at 4.7 last week. In that win against Houston, they gave up 110 yards rushing, but only 3.7 yards per carry. If they can do 3.7 yards per carry again, and then for the first time all season give sub 100 yards rushing, I think they're going to have a pretty good chance of winning this football game. But if Indianapolis goes out there and does what Minnesota, who's not a good running team, was able to do, what Miami was able to do, of course, what Detroit was able to do, what all the other teams they lost were able to do, which is run for 130-plus, the Carolina Panthers, I think, are probably going to lose this game on Sunday. So it's time for Derek Brown, Shai Tuttle, Deshaun Williams, that defensive front to buck up, get ready to go, and stop the run, for Frankie Lou to, Lou to clean some things up, Xavier Woods, which I think was big with him coming back last week as he can come in the box and can be able to help out in, in runs coverage or and, um, and run support, that helps Carolina Panthers. So they absolutely have to force Gardner Minshew to beat them by stopping the run. And in number three, win the turnover battle. We've looked at it. Atlanta, they turned well over three times. That's why they lost. You look at the game against Minnesota, that one turnover when the Panthers had the ball, had momentum, were driving, that changed everything. If you look at those two games, you don't turn the football over. Duh. Said this multiple times now. We're probably looking at a Carolina Panthers team that instead of being one and six is three and four. That's how important turnovers have been for the Carolina Panthers so far when giving them up. You'll even look at the Lions game. The Lions are a much better team than Carolina right now and probably in totality this season are going to be a much better team. But the Panthers don't gift them 21 points. What does that game look like? I still think it's a Lions win, but is it a win going away? No. Both these teams on Sunday are at minus two turnover differential on the season. Turnovers will be massive. If the Carolina Panthers, like last week, can get a takeaway, they only have six so far this season, which is bottom of the NFL. Well, we saw that takeaway last week directly lead to three points. What was the difference in the game? Two points. So that turnover in itself was key for the Carolina Panthers to go out there and win the game on Sunday afternoon against the Houston Texans. Get a turnover or two again on Sunday. Play complimentary football where you – don't just get the takeaway, but you turn that takeaway into points, preferably seven points with a touchdown and the extra point. And I think this team can win the game on Sunday against a Colts team that is absolutely very beatable. A Colts team that can get after them 
in the pass game and on the ground, but a Colts team that I think the Carolina Panthers can also get after in the passing game and hopefully, fingers crossed, on the ground when facing off against that defense that has not been good so far this season. So number one, build on the offensive momentum built from last week with that 86-yard drive to close out the game and a walk-off field goal. Force Gardner Minshew to beat you. Cannot let Indianapolis run all over you. And number three, it's important every single week, win the turnover battle. Those are my three keys to victory against the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday for the Carolina Panthers. Now, the Panthers win this game. Look at the standings, y'all. It ain't like they're that far behind. And I'm not saying playoffs. I think it's way too early to talk about that. I've had some people just bring up the fact the Panthers aren't that far behind. In the loss column, when you look at the rest of the NFC South, we'll look at what's ahead for the Panthers just in case they go out there and win this game on Sunday. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. I'll admit, I don't always play fantasy sports, but when I do, I go over to Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun that I've had and that you'll have winning up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on the projected stats, and place your entry. Test your skills on Price Picks this football season. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. And who doesn't need $250? Price Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to pricepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Now, understand, y'all, on Sunday, it was a good day. The Panthers finally won a game for the first time since January. I got to come up here live on YouTube. By the way, after every Panthers game, live here on the Locked on Panthers YouTube channel, you can watch my reaction. Of course, you can listen to it on your podcasting streams or go watch it later on on YouTube. But if you ever want to get the instant reaction about an hour after the game, Live right here on the Lockdown Panthers YouTube channel. Right after that, I was excited. The Panthers won a game. Finally got to talk about something positive. Didn't have to talk about all the bad things the Panthers did. And of course, hey man, I'm going to still tell you some of the things that they didn't do great if they didn't do some things great. But the fact that they won, it was a party. It was a celebration. There was a reason to finally be happy on a Sunday afternoon here in the Carolinas and wherever you are across the world as a Carolina Panthers fan. And I saw on Monday morning, One of our listeners, Alex, hit me up in my DM saying, at Julian Council on Twitter, by the way, he said, "Uh, did you really talk about possibly making the playoffs, LOL? You've had the Kool-Aid. He also said to me, I've been convinced we would make the playoffs and that never stopped in spite of the 0-6 record. My God, Alex, the confidence you have in this organization is something else. And that kind of goes into... We talked about before the season, like, what were people's expectations? And, you know, I heard the 10 wins, the 7 wins, playoffs, no playoffs. And I thought, for the most part, like, you know, 7, 8 wins. Like, that felt pretty realistic. Um, Maybe 9 if things went right. Uh, It's just funny to me sometimes, like, when fans, they have these expectations that may not be realistic. And then when the team doesn't meet those expectations, they get really ticked off in the end. Now, Alex is not one of those guys. Alex has always been pretty... Uh, even keel level minded whenever we've interacted um, via Twitter DM. So I just find it um, interesting that he has not wavered on this being a playoff team despite starting 0-6. Now the Carolina Panthers, now at 1-6, thank God, are entering into a stretch where 
they can win pretty much every game on the schedule in the next like five or six weeks. They can win on Sunday against Indianapolis. Now, again, I, I know someone's rolling their eyes. Just because they can win does not mean that they will win, and I would be surprised if they won all these games. But just saying, for this thought exercise, the Carolina Panthers can win a lot of the games ahead of them. You look at it, the only team in the immediate future who I know without a doubt is going to beat the hell out of the Panthers are the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are a good football team. Maybe Dak gives away the football a couple of times. But the Panthers will probably do the same because they can't block. So I don't see how they're going to beat Dallas and Dan Quinn's defense if they cannot block the Cowboys. But maybe, just maybe. And we know what Bank of America Stadium is going to look like. It's going to be disgusting, the amount of Cowboy fans in there, even if the Panthers are coming off of three straight wins. That's just the reality of when the Cowboys come to town. And that's been the case Every year the Cowboys have ever come to town in my lifetime here, living in Charlotte, having attended Carolina Panthers games growing up. So that's just going to be the reality. But aside from the Cowboys game, which I, we're going to go ahead and mark in that mark down as an L, I think the Panthers can win on Sunday. They can go to Chicago next week. If Justin Fields is not playing, um, Tyson Bajan, I would watch Sunday Night Football. I don't understand why all week long they built up. I, well, I do know why. But either way, we're not going to, it doesn't matter. Tyson Bajan, Justin Fields, Bears suck. That's a team that you can beat on the road. On a Thursday night football short week, I understand the challenges with that. Panthers can win that game. You get a little mini-buy, come back, get Dallas. Maybe the mini-buy helps them. I just don't know if it's going to help enough considering the talent deficit and the whole they can't block issue when it comes to playing against some of the defensive fronts here in the NFL. But you look at after that, you got Tennessee, who on the road, Will Levis look good? We'll see. He's going to have his growing pains, I imagine. I don't think Will Levis is going to come to the NFL and just start lighting it up week after week. He did it last week against the Falcons, which is frustrating. But we'll see if he can do it again this week. And we'll see if he can um, keep – I well, maybe they – did they are they the Thursday night game? I know I'm recording this on Thursday, and they plan – and you're listening to this on Friday. I don't know. Maybe he already did it again. Um, either way, I'm not super concerned about Will Levis and the Titans. And then after that – you got Atlanta. We got Tampa first on the road. You got at New Orleans. Then you have home against Atlanta where things get in, get interesting. So when it comes to the, this discussion, because you look at the NFC South standings right now, it's the Falcons at 4-4 four and four atop the division, tied of New Orleans, who's also 4-4, four and four, then Tampa at 3-4, and four, Carolina, of course, at 1-6. and six. Those three teams, you saw, you heard it, they all have four Losses. The Panthers have six. So in the loss column, as has been mentioned multiple times, it's been brought up to me uh, so far this week, the Panthers aren't that far behind. Now in the win column, which is what matters most, the Carolina Panthers are, yes, still a ways to go. Even though two wins behind Tampa, still only two losses behind Tampa. You look at New Orleans and Atlanta, three three wins behind them. That's more than you know the two losses. So they still have some catching up to do. But they also have opportunities with four division games left on the uh, on on docket to catch up. Now it's unfortunate, of course, that they started the season 0-2, already put themselves in a whole new division, but there's still an opportunity to turn things around. But before we can really have that conversation going into December about the Panthers maybe being in the thick of things in the NFC South, they got to win on Sunday. They got to win next Thursday. Then they need to find a way to win against either Dallas 
or against Tennessee. So more likely Tennessee. If they're four and seven, meaning four and one out of the bye, then we can start to have the realistic discussion of, okay, let's see where the NFC South's at. The Panthers are four and seven. They figure some things out post bye. Maybe, just maybe, they could be back in the divisional race. Now, of course, it depends on what Atlanta, what New Orleans, and what Tampa do. But for Carolina, they got to take care of their own business right now. And by taking care of business, it means to me going 4-1 and one out of the bye until you get to December. If you can get the 4-1 and one out of the bye, get to December with three straight divisional games, two of them on the road, then we can have the conversation. And I don't think it's that far-fetched to think that this Panthers team with Bryce playing better, looking more comfortable, a defense that I think can get a little bit healthier. We're going to give an update here momentarily on Von Bell and on J.C. Horn. Why not this team have an opportunity come December to be right there in the thick of things? But, of course, they got to take care of business first for us to even have that conversation. So I just want to lay it out here right now on this show. They get the 4-7, and seven, then we'll have the conversation. Unless, like, someone has just gone crazy. Like, unless, like, Atlanta or New Orleans or Tampa has, like, won, like, four in a row, then maybe not. But they go four and one out of the bye. Currently already one and zero out of the bye. Then we can have the discussion. But until that happens, we won't have it. But we will look at the standings and we'll dare to dream. Because what's the point of any of this if you're not willing to dare to dream? So just, just a thought there for you all here on a Friday whenever you're listening to this. All right, let's take another pause here, and I'll come back and give you an update on J.C. Horn. Could he be back sooner rather than later? And take a look at the injury report as it is. Ooh, buddy, there's a lot of names on here. Uh, We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Score football season's best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. So if you have a favorite spot over there in Plaza Midwood or in Southend or wherever you are in Charlotte, Hit them up on DoorDash. I always love to go to one of my personal favorites. Have Hawthorne's Pizza right here in my neighborhood of Elizabeth. Bring me that pizza in. Enjoy that. Well, fingers crossed, watching the Carolina Panthers win on Sunday. Stock up on all your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash. And get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23, subject to change, terms apply. Again, that's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. Subject change, terms apply. Let's take a quick look at the injury report uh, that came out on Wednesday and Thursday ahead of the matchup against the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday. As I always tell y'all, we do not know these things officially as far as who will play and who will not play until Friday when Frank Reich speaks to the media. So this is going to be recorded and put out before Frank Reich speaks. Now, you may have listened or watched it after Frank Reich uh, spoke to the media. But I'm just going off of trends of how things typically go when you look at the injury report throughout the week and who will be available on Sunday. So the big name that we saw early on in the week, and one of the big names, I don't even know if you can even call him a big name based off of how he's produced so far this year. uh, DJ Chark did not practice on Wednesday with an elbow, but he was limited on Thursday. So it looks like he's going to be 
questionable, likely heading into the weekend. Again, we'll get more of an update once Frank speaks to the media. Uh, Claudin Charles, who they signed off of waivers, he's been a special teamer. He did not practice Wednesday and Thursday with a knee, so I guess he's probably going to be out. On Sunday, Troy Hill and Hayden Hurst both had illnesses on Wednesday mispractice, but they were full participants on Thursday, so no concern there. Justin Houston has not had nearly the impact that we all would have hoped and would have liked to have seen. Uh, he has not practiced on Wednesday and on Thursday with a hamstring, and at 34, hamstring issue, and hell, I'm 30, man, so I don't even know how I'm even trying to call this man old, but he's got a lot more wear and tear on his body uh, than I do, uh, so I would guess he's probably not going to play, which means a lot more DJ Johnson, and that would be interesting to see if DJ Johnson can step up and have a big day, because if it's not going to be DJ Johnson, Mari Barno, he'll get an opportunity, uh, it's going to make it even tougher on Brian Burns, and Justin Houston looking like he's going to be out on Sunday, uh, Taylor Moten, this is the same thing that happened last week, he did not practice on Wednesday because of a knee slash knee injury, and they also said it was rest, then he was limited on Thursday, that's been a trend the last couple of weeks, no real concern there, and LaVishka Chanel looking like he's going to miss the second week in a row, did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday with that ankle as he was carted off against the Miami Dolphins out of the bye week. So Chenault out, and if they thought it was something that was going to keep him out long-term, they would have put him on IR. That has not been the case so far for the Carolina Panthers. And Thielen got a rest day, but he was back out on practice on Thursday. Um, Some guys that were limited on Wednesday in their uh, status update, Von Bell missed the last two uh, weeks or last two games uh, with a quad injury. He was limited at practice on Wednesday uh, with that same quad. He was also limited on Thursday. Maybe he plays. If he does, great news to the Panthers. If he doesn't, that means Sam Franklin and the rest are going to have to step up again there in the secondary at safety. Brian Burns limited with a uh, elbow on Wednesday and Thursday, just like last week. Kind of, He said he hyperextended it. I'd expect him to play. Austin Corbett. Coming off of that knee, one of those things where you got to monitor him as he's getting back into game shape. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday. Not concerned about that. Frankie Louvo, kind of the same case. Had the hit pointer against Seattle, missed time in that game. But since then, he's played through it. Looked like he was 100% on Sunday. And no one's going to be 100%, but he looked like his old self on Sunday. Maybe it was Mama coming to town. I don't know. Uh, but Frankie Louvo was great. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday for hip. Not concerned there. Chandler Wooten limited with a hamstring on Wednesday and Thursday would need him to be available as special teams guy, especially if Clyde and Charles is not available. Then uh, Raheem Blackshear was limited with a groin on Wednesday, but full participant on Thursday, which is good as he was a little bit of a factor on Sunday in that win against the Texans. And I'd imagine he continued to be a part of the offense moving forward. Xavier Woods back on the injury report uh, was limited with an ab injury on Thursday. So hopefully that's not too big of a deal. Because, you know, Von Bell can't miss both your safeties once again. Then Cade Mays was put up there on Thursday as a full participant with an ankle injury. So no concerns there. It really looks like um, we'll find out about Shark. He seems to be someone who would be questionable going into the game. Maybe Woods could be questionable. Same thing with Von Bell. I uh, would expect Burns to play. I would expect Louva to play. Uh, no concern about Taylor Moten. Looks like Chenault's going to be out. Looks like... Um, yeah, he's probably the only one. Yeah, he's probably in and probably Justin Houston as well, just based off of how these things typically uh, go when you look at the injury report heading into the weekend. Now, there was a positive update on Wednesday from Frank Reich on J.C. Horn. We wondered when he's going to come back. There really hasn't been much of a timeline. Uh, he went out right before halftime, week one against Atlanta of a hamstring. It was non-contact. It was 
awful to see considering that he's missed so much time and the Panthers are going to have to make a financial decision this offseason, which is going to mean not exercising his fifth-year option because he's just not been available. When he is available, he's good. The problem, though, is availability, and there just has not been nearly enough for the Panthers to invest in him, uh, at least in his fifth year. Now, if he comes out next year, plays well, doesn't get injured, then they can have those contract discussions. But right now, the team has to protect themselves, and hopefully J.C. can be healthy and back out there ready to play. Uh, But Frank Reich said, one to two weeks away. So maybe he comes back next week. Uh, Possibly it's against Dallas. And I would... I would think it just hearing one to two weeks away, knowing that it's a short week, yeah, he's not going to play, but still, that changes things up as far as game plan, getting guys back involved. You would rather J.C. Horn come back if you're the coaching staff, and the safest thing to do would to wait using that mini buy because of Thursday night football and have him come back with the home game against Dallas in a couple weeks. That, that would be the time that I would expect. That that would be my target data from the Carolina Panthers. So J.C. Horn, one to two weeks away, and that could help the Carolina Panthers moving forward, especially as we talked about it last segment. They could maybe get on a run here, and if they get on a run, they're 4-1 after the bye, we can um, start having conversations that we didn't think we'd be having a couple of weeks ago. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Wednesdays, I answer your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get those questions in for next week's edition of the weekly Wednesday mailbag right here on Locked On Panthers. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I will talk to you all on Sunday following yet another Carolina Panthers victory.